0: poison in it i'm pretty sure this is poison
1: ah well it doesn't have any sugar or calories so
0: i think this is gonna be (laughs) this can't be good for you
1: i think it's better than a lot of other things so
0: i get the point what's up everybody
1: (laughs) hey y'all
0: welcome to josh and jen's gratitude Gratitude we didn't do that on purpose and we sure as heck didn't practice that either this is episode two, and we've been trying to go live now for the last almost an hour. Pretty much. Yeah. So what's up, everybody? So here's the deal. We have I, I really thought we were gonna change platforms, and I and I have to tell you that changing platforms was giving me so much anxiety. I said I, I think I shared this the other day. I am afraid to change from the iPhone because I wouldn't want to learn a new phone. And I was looking at new software to do our show and it was making my brain hurt.
1: Mm, it was making my brain hurt too. <laughs> so we just went with the same software, it's over, now we can move on with our lives.
0: Yeah, so Be <laughs> Live. I guess we're not done with you after all. I, I take back everything bad I said about you until <laughs> the next time <laughs> something bad happens with the software. Ah! Uh, We've had a day.
1: We have had a day. We've
0: had a day. And and not only are we Christian gypsies used to being on the fly, going all over the place. You know what? Bad things happen. Like Not bad things happen. But people that walk with the Lord can have crappy days. It's allowed. And guess what? I've had a crappy day. I'm not going to lie. Church was good, though. I really like church. Erwin McManus is amazing. I really like that guy. Music was a little off, but I, I the music was like funky. But he's great, but I gotta tell you something, I've been off today. Yeah, you hurt my feelings. I wish
1: we could have, just she hurt my up feelings. Again.
0: She, she really hurt my feelings. Do you want to tell him why you hurt my feelings?
1: I'd like to talk about it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, she hurt my feelings. Because I, I think you got your feelings hurt from some things that you hadn't addressed yet, and some things that have happened in your past, and it all just kind of blew up at one comment. So
0: what, I didn't blow up. Though. So
1: what happened this morning? Well, no, it was kind of like more worse, like just mad, and you know, you know, he didn't blow up. I'm glad. Yeah. And okay, so we both learned. We'll talk about it. So. We got up and we did our morning uh, devotional, you know, getting in the Word, journaling and doing our thing. Josh went to the gym um, because I like to take Sundays off. I had a great workout. Um, you know, I like to get my body rest, but he likes to do his thing, so it's great. And I, I ironed some clothes and got ready for the week and was just excited for him to get home. Got ready for church and was like, I hadn't got ready, um, you know, in the past, probably since we've been here. We haven't done anything. We've right. really just been you know, getting settled in and working. And so, um, you know, I tried to look nice and I put on, you know, some nice dress clothes and some nice boots, you know, heels. And so Josh came home and he looked really nice, but you know, I saw like, it looked like he was wearing um, like house shoes, like, um, you know, I'm <laughs> these shoes. Um, it looked like he was wearing, you know, just basically house shoes. What 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 are they called?
0: They're called uh, driver shoes or deck shoes.
1: Okay. Well, it's, apparently these are cool and they're nice shoes. <laughs>
0: and my mom bought them for me, and I like these shoes. Well, they
1: are cute. So I like these them. shoes.
0: Wait. These. See the bottoms are nice yeah. and comfy. They're squishy when you drive them.
1: Yeah, they are cute right. shoes. But I. He was in a nice outfit, and he had those on, and so i And yeah, and so he got ready at the gym, and so I just made a comment. So, honey, are your are your other shoes in the car?
0: Which is passive aggressive. For those shoes are ugly, take them off and put on dress shoes.
1: Yeah, I guess I said, "Are your other <laughs> shoes in the car? You need to change in the car." I actually thought he might have his other shoes in the car. So, yeah, I just felt like I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, "Hey, you wouldn't wear your you know house shoes to church, <clears throat> right?" So, so and I know that's a little
0: thing because it's seriously just there, like it's like there's a better way to frame the statement about changing shoes. Yes. But here's the other thing. I it's not that about holding a grudge, but like I'm really good at letting stuff go. Like I will only really address things that I really, really care about. And I to me, the way my brain interpreted this about the shoes was I like you don't like what you don't like the way I look because the, the day of her wedding day, you mentioned the belly thing and then the body hair and which I, by the way, trim my (laughs) chest hair. My chest hair is gone. I don't have any chest hair. Well, I I mean, I have some, it's a little bit.
1: My back back hair hair. is gone.
0: My back hair is gone too. I did that. I did that. And I, and I look, I (laughs) look, yeah, she did that. She shaved it. And listen, and here's the thing. Like I, I just didn't want to look like a fat baby. And that's what I would look like. I'm a fat baby with tattoos is what I would look like with no body hair.
1: He looks very attractive. So anyway, I guess I gave him an insecurity because of the things I said on our wedding day. That he had a bigger belly and he was hairy. So I guess when I made the comment about the shoes, it just kind of set him off. And he got his feelings hurt.
0: Well, there was a few other things, too. But anyway, we don't need to go into that. So it just kind of added up. And... And like for some reason, that just really, really like hurt my feelings. And it's like I like to dress. how I like to dress. Like I like it. And here's the thing: we're in LA. Like you saw how people dress in church. Like did you did you have the urge to go tell them that they should change clothes and look more appropriate in church?
1: No, they're, you, they're not my husband going to church. Okay, them. so I
0: have a question. Okay, you guys that are watching, Jamie, good to see you guys, Holly. <laughs> Elizabeth, Sandy, great to see you guys. And listen, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Thank you guys so much for downloading the podcast. But Facebook, we love you. In radio audience, you can join us over at facebook.com slash gratitude unfiltered. But guys, I'm going to ask you a question. Like men, has your wife or girlfriend ever like told you how to dress? And how do you feel about it when they tell you what to wear? Women, do you feel like... Wait, hairy men have higher testosterone levels and a higher sex drive. Yeah, you pretty much got that right. Anyway, um, but not after I got my feelings hurt. I didn't.
1: No, he didn't. My my
0: sex drive went like, no way, Jose. Not even
1: this afternoon, but (laughs) maybe tonight. All right. So my, okay, so what. (laughs) But I want to know, do
0: you guys, like men, I'd love to know this from you. Do you, you, does your wife or your spouses or girlfriends, do they ever tell you how to dress? And like, how do you feel about it? And women, do you tell your men how to dress? Like and I wanna know what the reaction is. Cause yeah. I, I, I probably am acting like a two-year-old. I probably am. But it bothered me for some reason. Cause I like mm-hmm. how I dress.
1: I and I, I like have, the people shoes. People compliment I, my style. I just all the feel time. like, you know, we hadn't been dressed up in a while and I just wanted to I wanted you to kind of match what I was wearing. Like I felt like I was in black, like boot heels and you were in house shoes. So I just felt like it just didn't didn't match and i'm like you know so that's kind of how i felt and i maybe, can understand that. maybe i should have tried to communicate that in in a better way uh, that um, makes sense but i mean how our days gone i don't know it, it's just been i did learn some things from it though but we are looking forward to the yeah. comments but i think one of the things that i even admit that i've been trying to work on is getting over um what people think you know and and i i guess i am a little bit judgmental so it's like but I, I think more that comment was just me wanting you to look your best and kind of match me when we're going out. So, so if you
0: would have said yeah. I would prefer you to match me, I think I would have understood that because I get. So one of the things that we are doing, I'm really excited about like Monday. We have a, a fun meeting, a business meeting together, and we're going to be obviously not just because of the show, but we're branding ourselves together and. I do my brain does I could I can wrap my head around like hey would look we would look better if we were this is how we were dressed and I get that like mm-hmm. I I get looking like uh, matching mm-hmm. I understand that I understand that for some reason I just took the comment like mm-hmm. I just took that comment wrong but there's a way of framing things and I'm complicated that way. Like I'm, I'm, It's how you frame information to me yeah, for me to still understand. Yeah, we're
1: learning each other. I didn't we know are. that one. <laughs> Look, we're,
0: this is something for you guys that don't know. We didn't know each other when we got married. I mean, it's like a dadgum TV show. We really didn't know each other. No. We got married because we felt so, like we shared the same vision. We felt like God had a calling yeah. on our lives, and it just happened to be the same thing. Mm -hmm. and we wanted to do things right. We didn't want to live together before marriage. So
1: I guess we should get into, like, how the the day transpired. Yeah, you can um, do that. So, you know, we went to church. We sat next to each other. I did apologize after, and we talked in the car, but he still didn't feel like I – that. I knew why I was apologizing that I was just trying to move over. this
0: <laughs> You didn't know, but
1: one thing that, you know, it did help me, even though I was upset with how he handled the situation. Cause I feel like, you know, the whole morning was kind of ruined with our energy. We didn't go into church happy together. We weren't really even walking close next to each other. And I was just like, this sucks. So, well, one thing that he, that I did learn is, like, he said, you know, you really hurt my feelings. And I had to really look deep within and said, Josh, like, I'm 34 years old. Like, this isn't my first relationship. And, like, this isn't the first time I've heard this. You know, I mean, I've probably heard it maybe four times, you know, in serious relationships since my first marriage. And I realized that, like, I think, like, I am a very loving partner. But then I think I'll throw out some some jabs and things that are really hurtful that if someone said to me, I would probably be devastated, you know, and I just don't really think anything of it. So it really made me kind of relook at things and say, like, I don't want my husband to feel that he's not like, like he's not good enough or hurt his feelings. Like, I don't want to be the one that does that. So I did. I did realize that. But that was after that. He we were going to breakfast and we parked the car and he got out and said, I'll see you at home. And I said,
0: I have nothing nice to say. And I, I got out of the car, and I started walking. And I, there's a reason I did that. So to, just to be transparent, in my past, I've never dealt with things correctly. When I feel attacked, when I feel hurt, my, my reaction, the habit that I created over 20 years of bad relationships is to lash out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to say something I can't take back. Like how many people have said something that you go, as you're saying it, going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. You can't take it back after you said it, because guess what? Women especially have the memory of an elephant when it comes to things like you say. You can't say anything like, like that, because it, even if you don't mean it, they'll always remember it. For some reason, I have that same thing. Like I, I'm paranoid, like I still am insecure about taking my shirt off around you, even though I've lost 20 pounds. that's, I've lost 20 pounds and I'm insecure around you about taking my shirt off. I've never been insecure about taking my shirt off ever. Even when I weighed 300 pounds, I used to weigh 300 pounds. Yeah.
1: I didn't know that till after we got married either.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm the one guy cocaine made fat. So I mean, whatever. (laughs) My first marriage I got up to was like 289 pounds. Wow. Um, Well,
1: you look great. So I, it sucks that I've made you in feel insecure that way, and I hope that it changes. But, so okay, back to your point, was that you you left because you didn't wanna lash out.
0: Right, I didn't wanna lash out, and I I also didn't even wanna flirt with getting there. I wasn't to that point where I wanted to say something mean, but I, out of of fear of myself, I decided to just get out and walk and process everything because I didn't want to even flirt with saying something mean. Mm Cause I don't want to hurt your feelings because I'm a wordsmith. Like I, I have a very creative mind and I get really creative when it comes to hurting people's feelings. I'm not proud of that. I'm really, really good at that. Like I, I, for some reason, like I'm good. To, I, I know how to like get under people's skin.
1: Yeah.
0: You're great at it. <laughs> but
1: I, don't but do I
0: just either. didn't want to do that. So yeah. I chose the healthier method, the lesser of two evils by just going for a walk.
1: Well, you said meet me at home, so I got really upset, and I was crying in the car, and I'm like, look, like, this is not what I signed up for, like, I don't think it's healthy for someone to just leave, ever, like, I never mm-hmm. want you to leave me somewhere, I never want t- to leave you somewhere, so I did not leave the car, <laughs> I did
0: You had the car, I was the one walking.
1: Well, <laughs> it's not like you left me stranded, but, like, that wasn't cool, I don't think, you know, um, but... So we kind of communicated on Marco Polo, the damn video chat, which I was like, why can't you just come back here? But um, he needed time. So then he, I did end up picking him up maybe like an hour later. Yep. And After I ate
0: Chinese food. Yeah. I,
1: <laughs> I didn't get my eggs, which I hope I can get tomorrow. <laughs> um, but I, I guess I did. I, I, we're talking about radical forgiveness or what we're trying right. to not hold resentments is I did forgive him because I understand that he thought that was the best decision rather than getting to a point where he was going to say something rude to me that he or didn't.
0: even raise my voice.
1: Um, so, you know, I guess I'll, I'll accept that. But I hope that as we continue to grow in our relationship, that it won't take that, like you won't have to get to that point or, you know, like, I don't know, you know, or maybe at the beginning, like why did it get to the point where the comment about the shoes just threw off the whole day? You know, that sucked. I you know, and I realized maybe because of all the things I had said, he had to hold me accountable at some point and say, Look, like your your judgments are making me hurting my feelings. So I guess
0: And when people talk about there's a lot of times too that a lot of the times that you you can't
1: see any comments by the way. Oh.
0: But a lot of times, yeah, we can, they're right down here. Okay. I'm a wordsmith also. Thank yeah, you. Sandy, that's great. Um, Joshua could be Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> I could be, oh my gosh. Anyway, I'll Bonnie, I'm going to save that comment for later. But here's the deal. Like I, I really, like I didn't want, like I, I let those little things that just eventually, I, I was like, maybe this is an isolated incident. And I let it go and I let it go and I let it go because it wasn't worth bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to hold a mirror to your face because you talk about judgment sometimes. And yet, or, or judge, you know, people being judgmental and how you don't like it, but yet you can be the same way. Mm-hmm. I really waited to hold the mirror to your face until I knew that this was actually a problem. And look, I've, we all, like the things that we don't like in, pe- mm-hmm. in people, the things, the things that we do not like in people are the things that we don't like about ourselves. Everyone's a mirror. Like I'm a mirror, like if I, you don't like me, the, the thing that you don't like about me is the thing you don't like about mm-hmm. yourself.
1: Well, I I've realized that I think that my judgments are probably because I haven't accepted myself all the way too. So like, I realize that, you know, there's a reason why I'm doing that, that I'm, you know, but again, I'm going to be compassionate with myself too. And I want to work through it, but I hope that we can work through it, you know, in a loving manner where you're like, you know, right. next time I do it, you can like maybe talk to me about it instead of like acting how you did, which is like turning cold and like, it was like- I shut down. You're like a different person. So um, yeah, so I wanna work on it, but I want to be able to work on it together because you know that I don't wanna be that person and I, I don't wanna hurt you, so.
0: Yeah, I know, I know I know that you are so great with compliments and you do make me feel amazing about myself. It, it's kind of like a, um, pardon my French, but it's like a shit sandwich. <laughs> It's 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 seriously because it's like, you know, you get this wonderful bread, you know, and it's like, oh, this fresh made toasted bread. So good. And then like then there's this like just shit in the middle. Like it's just it. It, it's like so wait what a second. It's like it's like it's like saying it's like getting going off on somebody and criticizing them, but a bit, I lo- and then saying I love you right after. Okay, but
1: I mean maybe you're a That's little what, bit too sensitive about you know changing your shoes too. It wasn't just about so. the shoes,
0: because I first of all I looked I looked good, being real about our stuff by our partner show. Yeah.
1: And that, I love your, your comment, hope being real about our stuff by what our partners show us can be the toughest thing to do. And that's what I was thinking in the car. That's what I told him is like, God brings us into relationship so we can grow and work on things. So I was like, dang, like this is happening in like, Less than, or it's like two weeks of marriage, and it's like already like, boom, this is happening. So the, I didn't want to, you know, I could have been like, you know what, screw you, you know, and like left and, you know, acted like a jerk, you know, because I was hurt that he left, but I decided. You know, I was reading something in a book today that said, who should be the first one to forgive? And it said, the, the person closest to God. And it doesn't matter really what was wrong. It's just like, who like it was about a story about how a couple were mad and they were in church and there was a seat in between them. And the pastor saw, and by the end of the sermon, they were sitting next to each other. And yeah, he said, who, who should be the first one to move? The one closest to God. So not even the one that, you know, did this. And I, I thought that, so like, maybe that's gonna be like a motivation. <laughs>
0: You're such a butt. Do you see how creative? And listen, um, I don't. I'm not a Pisces. I'm a Gemini-Taurus cusp, and I don't believe in that stuff at all. But if you want to have some fun tonight, read about a Gemini-Taurus cusp. It's it's a very strange mix of being a free spirit and extremely stubborn at the same time. It's like a mix of being very, very no. creative. Uh, it is it, like all of these. It, it, it basically paints the picture of a psychopath. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I didn't read that before we got married. So, you know, today today, I did question like, oh, my God, is like, is this what I got myself into? My husband just left. Um, But we did. We are working through it. I understand why I hurt his feelings. And I just, you know, I think we just. You're such a
0: (laughs) martyr. (laughs) (laughs) You act like. You're, you're you're removing your role in what happened and is what happened. You pointed, you were so happy to admit the areas that you need to work okay, on. Okay,
1: my, what, <laughs> but like, the whole thing transpired with me just saying, are you going to change your shoes before church? But okay, I get these things built up, you didn't communicate it. I, it was my fault. You know, it wasn't. I try to let go. Thank <laughs> okay,
0: you. I try to let it go. Now we can
1: move on to our I, topic of the day. You I just try- admit it was his fault. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I Give me a kiss, honey. I love
0: you. I love you too. You're such a butt. Though. <laughs> you really are. It, it it is Ugh. And listen, and I have and again, I'm working through bad like old bad habits. And like I know that I'm I like it, there's there's like, I've changed so much and I've done so much work and I work every day to be more emotionally intelligent and to be and just to be more forgiving and not and not hang on to things. But I have years of bad habits that I'm you know, working through. Mm-hmm. And so for me, sometimes right now it is the lesser of two evils because I don't, I want to process it. And sometimes my brain will lock on to something and start obsessing over it. And it could be the little the smallest mm-hmm. thing. But like if I lock on to something it just goes on, like it'll stay and like all dig, dig deep. I'll I'll go in the wormhole with one comment and dissecting what it means and why she said it. And then I'll start going, well, if I can tie that comment back to this, 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 and this, oh my gosh, maybe she isn't. Maybe she, I am, maybe I'm not good enough. And like, that Mm -hmm. is an awful feeling because I felt that way
1: Mm -hmm.
0: my entire life. And like, that is something that's hard to work through. And, like, it's called a worthiness nerd. I still have that. Mm -hmm. Like, I still, like, I still, for the, like, for as much as I've accomplished and just being alive, I I still don't feel like I've accomplished anything Mm -hmm. of what I'm capable of. God gave me, and God gives us all amazing gifts. But, like, I still feel like a failure. Well, you're not. And we live... We're we like we have been so blessed to have the opportunity to live here, and mm-hmm. we've we have these great opportunities ahead of us. But like, I've sabotaged my success for so long that I go, God, I should be here, not, mm-hmm. you know, and like I battle with that, and that's ego. Mm-hmm. That's ego. I've got my own ego crap that I got to get through, mm-hmm. and I'm working on it. But like, and it, so if my mood shifts at all. All of a sudden i'm not thinking i am who god says i am mm-hmm. i'm not thinking those things i'm thinking who josh says he is and i'm not very nice to myself mm-hmm. i mean how many other people out there are nice to themselves mm-hmm. i'm or like are you are you do you talk kindly about yourself to yourself all the time are you are you your worst critic
1: yeah i've always been my worst critic because i I'm I'm um always been like about performance and work and doing the best job and I'll never think I'm doing a good job and then someone will be like, that was fabulous, that was great, and I don't even think it's like I'm so hard on myself. So I think we can be our, our you know worst critics for sure. Um, and I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, a critic of yours because I'm not. And so I'm gonna be really working on just trying to be more accepting. and definitely not going to make any shoe comments anytime soon. I'm never going to put those
0: shoes on again. I'm I am like those shoes. I'm going to set them on fire if when the show going, is
1: over. If we're, going, if we're going to brunch, if you're walking around the house and taking the dog for a walk, they're great. You
0: know what? I'm going to take a shower in them. I'm going to use them as shower shoes now. They are called boat shoes after all. But, I mean, that does... <laughs> But that is an interesting segue because I, into what we learned today in church, and I think it's powerful because when I think about church today, I'm like, you know what? Here's one thing I have accomplished. When I felt called to do something, even before I was a believer, when I felt called, I did it. And I've been known my, like if you, over the history of, especially the last five years of my life, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: even again, before Christ too, I would take risk because I felt led to do them, and I would do it, and it would make no sense to anybody. Mm-hmm. In leading up until a few weeks ago when we got married and we didn't know each other, but I felt led to do it. Mm-hmm. I believe in it, and I'm. If I believe in something, like you're not going to shake my faith. I may have a moment of like, oh my God, what did I do? But I know, mm-hmm. I know what I know, and I'll go down swing, and believe in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Today, let's talk about that. Yeah, You're, I
1: would love if we could start off in prayer. Before yeah. We jump okay. We're gonna message. we're gonna
0: pray. She's gonna pray, and then I'll pray together. You
1: want to
0: pray? I'm. <laughs> I, I think you should first. I all need right. you to calm me down. All okay. Right,
1: thank you, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you so much for this day. Um, it brought a lot of challenges, but it brought a lot of growth, <laughs> and all of it is, um, you know, bringing us closer to you and really developing our character so we can be more like you, which uh, we something that we pray for Lord and knowing that we can just have joy because we know who we are in Christ and, you know, no matter what struggles are going on. And so we just appreciate today. We appreciate the beautiful message we had at the Mosaic church in, in Hollywood today. And we ask that, you know, the Holy spirit work through us to deliver a Don't message. forget the audience. That's what I'm saying. We ask that the Holy Spirit work through us to deliver the message to our audience today um, and that you just bless everyone who's listening. And we thank you and we honor you and we ask these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. And if you guys have a prayer request, feel free to ask, post them or send messages. Um, You know, we'll be more than happy to pray for you, too. Um, (laughs) So talk about this. You can start.
1: All right, so um, the pastor, which whose name is Erwin McManus, Erwin McManus, talked about strengthening faith, and that most people have, um, you know, the beginning level of faith, which, which is just like believing in God, believing that you know Christ died for us, that He's for us, that everything's good for us.
0: It could be believing that the Patriots are going to win. I mean, yeah. it, that's a level one. Just faith. like it could yeah, be I have
1: faith, or it's just like you know, I have faith that God is good and everything's going to work out. But he said the second level of faith is really you know, living in the uncertainty, really, you know, walking to things that you're called to because of your purpose um, that you believe in and not knowing what the outcome is going to be. So being able to live in the uncertainty is truly when, when life starts. If you only are making decisions, like I'm going to quit this job because I know I'm going to get that job, or I'm going to you know, leave this relationship because I know that there's someone else waiting for me. You know, is that really having having faith, you know? Right. So I, I really love the messaging and, and you can kind of take it from here and, and you know, talk about what you got out of it.
0: Someone just mentioned Stephen Furick, He was actually preaching at my church, my home church in Oklahoma City Life Church today and the pastor at Life Church, mm-hmm. um, he, he said something one time that will always stick in my brain. Do something every day, to stretch your faith like and that could be just taking a little bit of a bold step taking a small risk mm-hmm. and it, i really do feel like it's following like if you feel led to do something it could be mm-hmm. little and like do something even if it's as simple as go talk to a random person at a coffee shop like mm-hmm. if you're at the coffee shop and you see somebody there and just and you go like i should say hi mm-hmm. but then you don't Because fear comes in. Because fear steps in. Mm -hmm. And like every breakthrough I've ever had in my life had to do with facing that fear head on. Mm -hmm. And it could be something as little as just saying hello. Mm -hmm. It could be something like get married to someone you don't know. It could Mm -hmm. be, it could be. Um,
1: I think, you know, my friend Pam on here said she's been doing it for two years. She has, she is at in a job because she believes in it and, you know, knowing that she could be somewhere probably getting double the pay, but, you know, believing in it and going for it, not because of the outcome, but just certainty that trusting that, you know, if you feel led to do something, it's because God knows what's best for you and he's going to take care of you.
0: There's a really, I saw a cartoon, (laughs) um, like it was a video cartoon. It was basically talking about this very subject. About this guy he was crawling through the desert and he's just dying for water and he starts seeing like you know um, the, he starts seeing signs like for 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 water that are the closer and like he's seeing like a casino he's seeing like I mean's like he's like hallucinating but like and he, and it's this path and it looks more clear and it looks like there's water there it looks like there's a water spout right there that's accessible for him but God is telling him to go the other way. And he's seeing like rocky mountains and he's seeing Mm -hmm. like just scary stuff. Like, screw that. Like I'm going here, the water spigot's there. And the guy just keeps going and God keeps trying to tell him to go back to the other path, go to the other path. And he's like, no, no, the water spigot's right there. And he goes to it. By the time he gets to the water spigot, it gives him one drop of water. Just like little drop, that was it. Because it was the easier path, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the reward. But it showed him, had he sh- chosen to cro- go through that mountain, mm-hmm. what was on the other side. Mm-hmm. And it was like just this eternal spring of mm-hmm. water and like beauty, and a, there was mm-hmm. a girl in a bikini, and like, I mean, it was like all this stuff with this guy, mm-hmm. right? And that just reminds me of the, the taking the easy way out never pays off. That is whether it's like, it it could be cheating on something. Mm -hmm. It could be, it could be like, again, sometimes the the, the calling, um, it could be very simply that, like what you're called to do is Mm -hmm. what scare, it's so scary because it is uncertain. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you right now, every time in my own life that I've done that, it's paid off. Like I've just pursue what I felt led to do has made no sense, even to my own mother. Mm-hmm. Like, like it hasn't made sense. All my
1: life, I've I've done that too. Before I was a believer, I just kind of would feel like called to, and I would do something, stepping out in faith, and people would be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I think that's both because we're entrepreneurs too. But now that I'm actually, we're actually taking time to be still and listen to God and spend time with God. That's when I can hear his voice more clearly Mm -hmm. and I feel more clearly led when (laughs) I'm just caught up in busyness and trying to be strategic and make it done myself then it's it's harder to to hear that guidance you know but once you hear the guidance it's at this point it's no service to you to to go the other way it's like at this point we've surrendered to being obedient you know to the call
0: and that's something else too and i i'm not mate listen i know some of you guys love the 10x people um yeah new age lies easy way to a generic god yep yeah and i've tried all the other stuff i've tried the spirituality i've tried the the, the Buddha, I'm not knocking any anyone's beliefs at all. I tried that. It didn't work for me. Like, it was not until I connected to the Holy Spirit that my life changed. And I still got to do the work um, and want to do the work. But there was something to this, because even after giving my life to Christ, I I didn't have it all figured out. And I still don't have it all figured out. But I will tell you this. I kept believing that just being relentless and working with no direction and like just going, mm-hmm. taking every opportunity. And every time something looked really, really pretty, I would go after it. I would chase it. And and I, there was so many dead ends. And the lesson that I learned because through all of that failure was, it's not rise and grind. It's not 10X your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's crap.
1: Yeah.
0: How many people that are 10Xing their life or 20x in their life and all, are, are succeeding in all areas. Are, it, it, what good is your life if you're a billionaire, but your family life sucks and your health sucks and you're going to have a heart attack or like, or what if you're just, you know, phys, it's all physical. It's all physical for you, but then your finances suck. Like what good is going 10x? You can't 10x everything in your life. You can't not, it's not sustainable.
1: I was in a yoga class uh, yesterday and it was a great class and the teacher said something at the end, like go out there and go make it happen go grab it. Don't wait for it. And I said, I was thinking, I agree with that, but I think the thing that's missing is spend time with God, you know, get in the word, you know, journal, like do devotionals, get connected, listen, and then go out there and act, you know,
0: There's and, it, but it's, it's even, it's that, but it's also even with spending time with God, a big the port the part of spending time with God that is more important than any of it is shutting up and listening and resting. Yeah. I mean, some people can call it resting in the Word. Some people can say just chilling out and like and just re- resting and listening and waiting. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not telling you to wait your life away. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, after you read and you pray and you mm-hmm. and you ask for things from God, sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta wait a little bit. before you take action and uh, you can't just hit the accelerator because you may end up on a path that leads you down something that you don't want to be in and it happens and just because it looks pretty up front doesn't
1: mean it is Mm -hmm. one of the ways we were talking about you know with our schedule now is making time where turn off our phones and our social media because it's so important too because we could be sitting here reading and getting in the word and then all of a sudden we're checking Facebook and then we're you know so I just stress that you know I know some couples that you know take time where they you know they take off looking at their social media and their email in the day and I think that's so important I really try to do that um until after I work out every morning and spend time with God unless I'm on an important deadline you know I feel like we have to, you know, control what what comes into our mind. You know, for sure, and we can't let our phones and things like that control us. So I think that is important as well.
0: So okay, how do you stretch your faith? I
1: moved.
0: So that's a good question, Sandy. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff here. Um, I did. Wow, look at all these comments. Mm-hmm. How do we? That's for. Are you asking? I don't know if you're asking for yourself or for us, but I mean, again, for me was it? I didn't start really hearing God's guidance until I surrendered the fact that I'm not in control. I can take action. Yes. Once I feel like I've been given a message or once I feel led to do something or God, what do you think about this? Should I, should I pursue this opportunity? God, is this the right, is this the right business partner for me? Is this the right decision for me? And and like, yeah, answers come. You know, like the prayers for millions of dollars and things like that, they're not coming overnight. I don't I don't I mean, for maybe for some people, but that's not what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. But if you truly ask God a question and you're asking for guidance, you will, especially mm-hmm. if you're sober, this really helps when you're sober. It, I, I gotta tell you, when like alcohol gets a little cloudy with this, but when you're sober and you ask things from God like for guidance. Mm-hmm like spirit lead me like lead me and like mm-hmm. show me show me which path I should choose do i need to show me where like help me be discerning mm-hmm. those answers come to you and it makes it easier to take those leaps of faith mm-hmm. because you feel led to do it when you clear the noise of what other people would do you can t- you can ten extra meditation mm-hmm. time that's mm-hmm. right nick Harris, you can but you look you if you 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 i lost my train of thought it's when okay because
1: I, I actually had something to say Say, <laughs> you know for me you asked how do you strengthen your faith and i think that you know <clears throat> um your faith is a muscle that you have to build stretch and nice. i think build i think faith is a muscle that you have to actually build i um, mean it comes by trusting in god and seeing over and over that he delivers and that you're okay. When I first became a believer, I my faith was not strong. And I realized like I was in a bad financial situation. Um, and I, I started um, tithing um, 10% of all my income. It was about a year ago this month actually. And that was really scary for me because you know, I I'd, I'd see this woman though, um, Reverend, I think Reverend Gaines is her name. And she talked about how she started tithing 10% and now she's a millionaire and she put her faith in. So I was like, you know what, I should just try this. So I started giving 10% when I really didn't even feel like I had the money. And now I've actually paid off all my debt. And I'm in a way better financial situation and I tithe 10% of everything that that comes in. And so I think that is seeing God turn my financial situation around has definitely um, built strength in my faith. And I think that it just takes time when you start, you know, putting your trust in God and really saying, "Okay, God, if you have a problem. Instead of always trying to figure it out, say you know surrendering and saying, "God, I I need you to take this. I need you to help me here. I can't do this alone. I need your help." And just he'll 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 take care of you. You you're alive right now, right? Every single thing that's happened to you, you're still here today. So, you know.
0: <laughs> hey, Darian, your comment about yeah, the power of tithing is amazing. Um, Darian, your comment about yoga poses is absolutely right. I've um, I've, there's some pretty interesting stuff on that. That does. Because you know yoga for you know people that are believers um, is pretty controversial. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not. But I, I think I think with anything like that, just because I, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk down on yoga because I, I love yoga. Um, I understand how some people when they can watch those, you know, you read about what some of those poses mean. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I really do. It's not for me to Mm -hmm. judge though. I really think that, you know, your relationship with God is your relationship. It's a personal relationship Mm -hmm. with Jesus in our case. And I trust what I feel guided to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I, what man says is wrong or what man says is right. I don't really care about. Mm -hmm. That's why I want to wear my shoes that I wear to Mm -hmm. church. Because What about
1: what your wife says? (laughs) <laughs> but you know the, the today's sermon uh really did um before josh left me in the car by myself i was actually thinking like gosh this just strengthens our decision that we made about you know getting married because we both felt called to do it and it seemed illogical but it talked about like really stepping into faith and believing god Like what can happen when you step into the impossible, you know, and like really believe we've been praying for this. God does answer prayers. We walked into it. So it really made me feel like, you know, we are living into that that second phase of faith where we're not just believing that we're living, we're learning to thrive in the uncertain. And that's so hard when you don't know we're both on contracts right now with companies and we don't know how we're going to start making income next. No, we really don't. We don't. Um, So, you know, we're going to really have to lean into our faith in the uncertainty. We are just, knowing that like God is gonna provide that, you know, we will be able to, you know, do what he's calling us to do and make ends meet, we'll be able to make it happen. Like that's like the faith the, the that we're stepping into. We can both go get high powered, you know, sales jobs or whatever, but like, that's not what God's calling us to do. So,
0: so those, are the, the people that have been watching, uh, yes, Nick Harris, absolutely. And believing and knowing, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the, Nick knows this because Nick and I have known each other now for a little over a year. <laughs> He's seen the journey of the like by the skin of my teeth, like just miracles coming through, and he knows about every time I had a job, like or a consulting gig, and I wouldn't get paid. Like I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've got a sponsor now. This is so good. I, I've got I've got this gig, and then somehow I wouldn't get paid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like the the roller coaster that I've been on, or when I got the this big job, mm-hmm. this big consulting job, and they didn't pay. And then th- this one, like the thing I'm doing now and like knowing that, okay, this is not going to be what I signed up for. I obviously, cause I'm not in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the president of that company now, but I, it's that to me is God's way of going, this is not what I want you it's to do.
1: Redirection. It's yeah. a
0: redirection. And it always leads back to doing this show, being more bold with my faith, sh- you know, stretching my faith in God mm-hmm. more, really spending more time and really taking on that mission that I felt called to do. And guess what? What I felt mm-hmm. called to do was not being a salesman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I want to I want to I want to teach and I want to guide mm-hmm. and I want to help people and I also want to be vulnerable to talk about when I'm a freaking mental nutcase like I was today. Because people mm-hmm. struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just because you are on the yeah. right path, mm-hmm. Just because you spend time with God every single morning and sometimes at night, too, doesn't mean that you're like you're you're, you're not going to have a really crappy day or a bad day or a bad mental day. I mean, and the more you try to do God's work, I swear to you, the more attacked you get. You know, like we're all of a sudden, like all, all of a sudden, like I know you love me. I know you do. I see it in your eyes. I saw it in your eyes the very first time I interviewed you and I didn't know you. <laughs> <laughs> but like I just I knew there was a knowing there that was un unreal. Like I know that. I know how much you care about me. But for today, I thought, oh my God, she thinks I'm fat. Oh my God, she doesn't like the way I'm dressed. Like, oh my God, like I'm all like this is what I'm telling myself all day long. And I'm like, ha, 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 this is not, this is not normal. What is going on? But you got to talk about it like I didn't even want to do the show because I was like in my head so bad but that's reality that happens like battling mental health and it doesn't like you're not free from all of those that crap just because you're a believer mm-hmm. and people other believers need to know that and other believers don't need to be so hard on themselves
1: mm-hmm.
0: when they struggle like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i just i don't know i i guess that's really i i I this is what I feel led to do, and I have got a speech on Tuesday. I have no idea what I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> That's Cervex.
0: <laughs> but I but this is what I but I this is part of what I feel called to do because mm-hmm. when God spared my life, I I, I just said, Lord, my life mm-hmm. is not my own. It's mm-hmm. no longer my own. I'm here to serve, mm-hmm. and and whatever that looks like, and if that means airing out our dirty dirty laundry mm-hmm. and talking about our our fights and like what we're dealing with as we're learning mm-hmm. each other like after we got married like maybe this helps people i don't know is this does this help anybody <laughs> like i don't know
1: it's sure helping like, us
0: <laughs> i feel i feel so much better right now like i, I you know like we're all like i can't yeah. wait that never mind i can't say that out know, loud. Uh, <laughs> like i'm in a much better mood now but
1: um you know i sorry I, to I cut you off honey um i think that you know we're kind of seeing what's unfolding we said let's just start doing the show and see what happens you know and we want to reach a secular audience but at the same time what i see happening is that us wanting to talk about our faith and someone said on here like i'm missing true christians and i don't even know what that means but i think that we really like to talk about our faith. And so I think like that is our calling, you know? And so I think that, um, you know, we'll continue to see how it unfolds. But I mean our most, we love God. We love talking about God. We love being like around God. So why not do it? you really love doing? Thank
0: you, Nick Harris.
1: Thank you, Nick.
0: But we do. That is something that genuinely—that's what
1: brought us together. It is God brought us together. Look, so,
0: <laughs> and I and again, I've been I've always I mean before you joined the show and before like I've always said like I'm I welcome everybody like I'm not there's I'm the least judgmental person because literally I've done everything except bad. on
1: himself. Except <laughs> on to myself, I'm judgmental <laughs> towards myself,
0: but and his I, wife. It, I'm not judgmental <laughs> towards you. <laughs> I'm not at all, no, no, I just, you know, whatever, anyway, but I, but for me, like when people ask me, like, and, I, and it surprises, I think it still surprises some people, like, how did I turn my life around when they hear my story, and my story's jacked up, and we don't need to revisit it right now, but the fact is, is like, when people ask me how I, how I changed,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's undeniable for me, it's, my, it's when I gave my life to Christ, when I believe, when I'm screaming at, screaming at God, you know, why won't you change me? Why won't you fix me like everybody else? Why can't you fix me? And I heard, you have to forgive your father. It was a much louder voice than that. <laughs> and I could feel it, I could feel it like vibrating in my spine. You have to forgive your father. Well, how in the hell am I supposed to do that? Because it happened to him too. And then all of a sudden, I had compassion for my father, something I've never had before. And then after compassion, I was able to forgive. Mm -hmm. And when I was able to forgive my father, I was able to fully accept Christ and and what ultimate forgiveness was. Doesn't mean that work was done. Mm -hmm. Even though my life changed, it did not mean that I was still... It's like I became perfect overnight mm-hmm. and that I had all my issues figured out. It didn't mean any of that.
1: And that we know the Bible. We're still learning the Bible ourselves. Yeah. I can't even probably recite more than one Bible verse, you know, And but we're in the word. And it's funny because I had a family member tell me like, I take this very seriously. Like I've been studying the word for, you know, 15 years and teaching it. And you really don't know. And you should get your information straight. And I'm like, you know what? all that really God requires us is to tell our story of what he's done for us. You know? And I think that there's so many people out there that are hurting, that are looking for peace and joy through, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex, overeating, you know, cycles of fighting, whatever it is, or they're trying to find it. And like I had to go through it all and try it all to come to this answer. So, I mean, for me, that's, you know, as much as we can just be honest and true to what we know and yes, we want to get more educated in the word because I never want to take anyone's voice. It's like get into the Bible yourself. And, you know, that's, I I feel like that's the best way to go. But I mean, we don't know, are we supposed to come together to, to, to minister in our own type of way? Maybe it's a little bit of a crazy way, but you know, God works in in miraculous ways and people nowadays um, there's are different, you know? So I think it is a much
0: different world now.
1: Um, you know, people want honesty. They want authenticity. And that's, you know, what we're able or we're willing to do. And, you know, we'll see where God leads us. We really have no idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's also, too, like one of the things with even people that are believers, people, believers get frustrated with their faith, too, because they feel like they're going nowhere. And I was that guy because I kept stubbing my toe. My like, God, what the heck? Like, I, why am why is everything failing? Why am I not why am I not um you know breaking through? What's the deal? What's going on? And it really went back to just stopping and listening and actually starting to like go when I felt led. I, I don't know if I talked about this mm-hmm. last episode, but like I really felt led to stop having sex immediately after I gave my life to Christ. Mm-hmm. I immediately felt led to quit drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. I didn't have an issue with cannabis. I mm-hmm. spiritually I God, I've, every time I prayed about cannabis, even though I'm not using it now, every time I prayed about it, like God, I didn't, I had peace about it because it really felt like it helped me. But with alcohol, I knew, but I, my pride in, 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 in like, I just, I, I don't know if it was pride or and what. In
1: lifestyle? And lifestyle.
0: Yeah. And like, I wouldn't quit drinking. And guess what? I kept having problems. I kept having, I was having a battle the my borderline personality disorder more i i, I, I it it was on me like though i was creating those struggles by allowing alcohol mm-hmm. they call alcohol spirits for a reason and mm-hmm. it was really affecting me but i didn't i was too too dadgum stubborn because <laughs> i would go out i would go out i would go out and here's what would happen i would go out and i'd be drinking i'd have a tequila and then i would meet somebody that in my in my tipsy mind would go Oh, that was a great connection. Um, Yeah, so God definitely wanted me to go out. Like I would tell myself (laughs) that. I swear to you, I told myself, God wants me to go Mm -hmm. out because when I went out, I would meet people. Mm -hmm. I meet people all the time anyway. I don't know what I'm thinking, but I really Mm -hmm. said, I convinced myself that God wanted me to go out and be social. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Never did business with any of those people. I was just another bar friend. <laughs> it was just another bar friend. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, not drinking has been one of the most powerful things that I've ever done. So, if you're somebody that also you are a person of faith and you're not having breakthroughs and you're struggling, like really look at what is going on in your life that you need to remove.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while we're here, I'd like to read a Bible verse about, hey, about faith and, and, and um, not worrying. So it's Philippians four verse four through seven, rejoice in union with the Lord. Always the Lord is near. Do not worry about anything on the contrary, make your requests known to God by prayer and Thanksgiving. Then God's peace passing all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with, with Christ. There you go. Yeah. So I have this little book called the word of God. Um, that I made um, with one of my friends in Austin. When I just and I start writing verses out of the Bible that I like in here. So when I get like stressed out or something, or I'm like waiting at the doctor's office, I'm just like, maybe I should just flip out the Word of God, you know, and get crazy.
0: <laughs> you know what's so funny? Like I don't know how many of you guys know her from her past. I don't, obviously. But like when I hear stories, I'm like, this is not the same woman. There's no way. No.
1: no There's no way. No.
0: I would imagine that this is why some people <laughs> that know me from my past are going. There's no way. There's I, no way he's changed. I think changed. my
1: friends too are like you know I you know in high school I was doing keg stands and drugs and
0: keg stands. I, that's I, it? I was
1: like no that's not. And <laughs> I was just having flashbacks of like this little five foot year old girl five foot little girl like doing keg stands at parties and um, drugs and all those things. So anyway, Christ changed my life too. I think we should wrap up with, you know, talking about strengthening faith. And, um, you know, what do you have to say on (laughs) it?
0: I've already said what I had to say about it. I said, like, if you feel called to do something, you need to listen. And stretching your faith could be removing alcohol from your life. Here's the thing. Alcohol doesn't serve you. It's not even a judgment. Because I would love to have a tequila right now, except for the fact that it probably tastes like poison to me. Um, But, like, I don't have judgment against anyone who does anything. But here's the deal, it doesn't serve anybody. It is called the spirit for a reason. Like there's some really interesting literature on this about what how alcohol affects you. And now that whole thing about wine is like going to the gym, whatever a hole. <laughs> what whoever said anyway? They've now proven that there's no amount of alcohol is good for you. It's yeah. just not. And it, and it's and the look and sometimes it just feels good to have that drink. But I gotta tell you mm-hmm. something. Like, if that is something that you're feeling like you're being held back emotionally or if you're, spiritually, if you're going
1: to wine for comfort. If you're having a drink because oh, I had a bad day, I need to relax. Why don't you actually pray to God and 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 tell Him what you're going through and asking Him to help you, because you're just masking whatever's there. Or
0: if you're feeling tired all the time, look at what you're eating. And I'm no—I mean, again, this is not a judgment thing at all. But like I've noticed too that like I have felt better, mm-hmm. like I'm eating better with you than I did before, cause I'm mm-hmm. all, and I'm also not drinking either. But I mean, the combination of those things, and it does make things mm-hmm. a little bit more clear. It doesn't mean you're gonna have all perfect days, it sure as heck doesn't mean that. But listen to your body, listen to that that thing, that gift mm-hmm. inside you that tells you, hey, You know, maybe you shouldn't
1: cut that out. So what's the thing that you know that you should do that you've been called to do, whether it be quit that job, leave that relationship, go on that trip that you've been wanting to do but you're scared?
0: Start doing Facebook Lives, Bonnie. Yeah, she is good for me, Penny, I know. Hey, Brandy, good to see you. Um, Brandy Pate. Bonnie, yeah, you have a message. You talk about this all the time. You feel led that you have a voice and you have something you want to say. Facebook Live, start it. I guarantee you. If you go on Facebook Live and start speaking your truth, not complaining, if you go and start speaking your truth and share your heart with people, guess what? People are gonna mm-hmm. listen. And you're gonna be able to help a lot of people because the pain that you're going through with your father, that right there would help a lot of people, you sharing it, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. That's that that's just the truth. Yeah. So you have a message. So that's that's an example for you of what stretching mm-hmm. your faith will do.
1: And God can't help us unless we take steps forward. So sometimes just taking those little steps and walking in faith really allows him to open those doors for us. I so, agree. So
0: You're amazing. You're All amazing. Right. So yeah. we're going to end the show.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to pray for you guys. Um, yeah, I'm going to pray for you guys and just in general. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the show. And thank you mm-hmm. for allowing the show to somehow shift my mood and put me in a better good mood <laughs> than, than I than I was. Um, Lord, I just want to ask that anybody that's watching the show right now that's listening on the podcast or just watching on Facebook or YouTube, that anyone out there that is in need prayer, I hope that they have courage to reach out oh, and God ask please. for the prayer. Um, because I know there's a lot of people hurting. There's people that are struggling, uh, with, whether it's a relationship or whether it's um, an addiction, um, whether it's just heartache and sorrow. Lord, I just ask that you give them the courage to reach out and ask for prayer. Um, but also just ask you to bless their lives, like help them heal for whatever they're struggling with. Um, And again, I just pray that the, you know, somebody was able to take something from this message today and apply it to their life in a way that improves their lives and just, you know, even brings them closer to you, Lord. Uh, Again, thank you again for everyone watching the show Um, Mm -hmm. is a blessing to our lives and Mm -hmm. we are very grateful for them In Jesus name.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, you guys. Have a good night. Love you. Uh,
0: Please share. Tag a friend. Uh, Everyone, I want to go through real quick and say goodbye. Nick Harris, Bonnie, Becky, thank you so much. Cindy, Penny, great to see you. Susan, always good to see you. Uh, Who else is here? Susan.
1: Becky. Becky. Thank you, Pamela,
0: thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Dale, I think I saw you on here earlier. Guys, thank you. God bless, and we'll see you. Have a blessed
1: evening and a great week.
0: We may, we're not going to do a show on Tuesday, but we may pop in on Do Life. We may, yeah, we may be back tomorrow. Yeah. We're figuring out our show schedule and what we're going to do, and we went over an hour again. Yeah. So much for that 30 minute show. Good night.